Hey guys, welcome to Brain Porn. I'm Dev, and today I'd like to talk to you about being a sober dad. It's tricky. It's fucking unreal. Because kids are fucking animals, okay? And after a long day of work, and then you get home and you you have to uh, deal with your children, some days you just want to get fucked up, you know? Get drunk or, or whatever, but you can't. There is no... Um, release that way so you have to find other things you know arts and crafts or different hobbies whatever it may be for me podcasting um for a couple other guys that i know it's working out blah 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 right so i just want to kind of think back to just a few moments a few different moments in my sobriety um where shit's just been weird where it, it probably would have been a lot easier if I was on drugs. For instance, I'm thinking about uh, like school dances, okay? So recently I took one of my daughters to her school dance, and that's fine. Like She's young, you know, she's in elementary school. And you would think that it would just be cool. You just take your kid to the elementary school dance, everything's great, everything's fun. But no, like, kids are fucking animals. Like, they're absolute animals. They're running around, they're screaming, there's fucking strobe lights going. There's other parents there who are probably on drugs or drunk. And and it's almost like, like I'm envious of them. It's like, oh, you guys, you guys are able to fucking um, cool out. You know what I mean? You guys are able to, to do this like with a little buzz on, but I, I cannot. <laughs> so I'm here, and I get to watch all these drunk little midgets running around. And, and yeah, it's a real thing. It's a very real thing. It's kind of funny. Um, and kids, they're all on sugar. They're all hopped up, you know. And maybe some of the kids were drunk or on drugs. I don't know. You know, who am I to, who am I to say? Who am I to judge? Whatever. Different strokes for different folks. I don't think that kids should use drugs, personally, especially not elementary school kids, but, hey, whatever. Their life, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and in addition to that, like, there's, there's tons of times, like, okay, being at the fucking mall, okay, is another place that I'd probably like to be a little tipsy, okay? The grocery store, that's another one, okay? Um, every, every year there's something called the Calgary Stampede, and, um, I remember early in my sobriety, I had went to that, like, totally sober for the first time ever, you know, I had a decent job, like, everything was fucking great, um, so I, I went a little bit overboard, probably spending money on some of these fucking games, they're addicting, right, like, you know, you get to win a little fucking doll or, or whatever, and I remember I played this game. And I was trying to win one of those little little motorbike things, like a little mini bike. And for whatever reason, man, I was fucking, I was young. I wanted a mini bike, right? I was going to win it. And there was a girl who was working at this, at this thing. And I remember, like, she, she was a carny. You know what I mean? She was a carny girl. So I figured after spending fucking a couple hundred dollars trying to win this mini bike that I would just... I would try and um, finesse her out of it, right? I was I was gonna try and mac on her, so you know we we exchanged numbers, and I was I was about 
I was like so close, so close. But I guess the other carnies were kind of like looking out and they, they look out for each other, those carnies. You've got to give them that, right? They're solid. Um, so they were looking out for each other. And then I guess one of the other carnies had told her boss that, you know, she was getting, she was getting macked on. And then her boss had come over and kind of fucking quailed it. So I didn't get the mini bike. I was about to. I was about to close the deal. But I didn't get the mini bike. Kind of sucked. Um, but she got my number. So there's that. So anyways, for the rest of the stampede, I was um, dodging phone calls from different Carney's phone numbers, I'm pretty sure. And I, and I wasn't allowed to go back. Well, I couldn't go back. Just in case we bumped into each other, I didn't want it to be awkward. And I just kind of gave up my hopes about ever getting a mini bike that way. I probably could have just bought one, you know, for the amount of money that I had spent on playing these fucking games. But that takes all the fun out of it, right? And and there, there you have my addictive personality because I would rather spend a fucking ton of money on something, a little enjoyment than uh than not spending it and just doing it normally like going for a fucking walk or something but yeah those are a couple couple of different different things that that I wish that I was on drugs for so also um it's it's different cuz I I have three three daughters okay so and I have to try and quiet my brain quite a bit to just try and like live a somewhat fucking normal life, right? If if you've ever found yourself in the depths of addiction or or you are an addict, then you kind of know that your brain there's a lot of chatter going on most days. So here I am. I'll, I'll try and find any little minutes that I can get throughout the day to. To just quiet that that internal voice or whatever, or at least make it so that it's more reasonable. I have three daughters who like to fuck that up for me quite a bit, right? So they're they're chatterboxes, you know what I mean? Like it it doesn't change as they get older, I don't think. Not in my experience, anyways. Sorry, hun. But uh, yeah, women and girls they talk a lot. They're, they're chatty. So it's just kind of interesting on how. Like I'll, I will, I will find myself in the bathroom for like upwards of a half an hour, just because <laughs> that's the only time that I can fucking get away. It's pretty funny, but um, all in all, like I, I, I love and I appreciate and I enjoy my children. And I enjoy my little life. It's cool, right? Um, it's also a little different because I live in in Alberta. Okay. In Alberta, like there's, I don't know if you've ever been or, or if you ever will come, there's like a liquor store on every other corner. Like it's it's incredible. And there's like a drug epidemic going on, I think probably all over North America, you know, possibly all over the world. I don't know. But yeah, it's just interesting just trying to navigate around this little world where um, you're so much different than other people, or seemingly, you know, you're trying to live like a normal lifestyle where you, where you go to work and, and you you raise your family and and everything's cool, except for 
the fact that they get this release. Other people get this release. Every, other, other people get to go home. They get to enjoy their whiskey on the rocks or, or their fucking uh, marijuana cigarette um, with no ramifications. Whereas um, myself and people like me, you don't, you're not afforded that same opportunity, which is whatever. Because I, I feel as though I get a different sort of insight. I get uh, sort of different spiritual insight than other people because I don't get that release. So I have to um, try and find it through meditation or I'm not a huge exerciser, but, you know, through through exercise or just quiet moments, right? Um, you know, walks and, and just I save a bit of money because, well, I don't have to buy that that uh, 24 pack of beer, or that 12 pack of beer every week. So there's that. You know, I, I prefer to um, spend my money on on traveling and and doing my little home renovations and and buying my kids fucking bullshit <laughs> toys and just shit. Right? You know, you know how kids are. They like that kind of stuff. And also, like being in Alberta, um, like I had talked about before, like a ton of fucking hillbillies. Right? There's tons. So. It's interesting because I, I I get stressed out some days, man. I'm like, holy fuck. Does that dude's truck really need to be that goddamn big? Like, is that a real thing? It doesn't. It's just ignorant, you know? Or like these guys with the big diesel trucks and they're pumping out black smoke and into little ladies' cars. Just being fucking ignorant. And, and I think, man, <laughs> somebody needs to fuck that dude up, right? I get pumped up and I get stressed out and, and, you know, like, whereas other people would be like, I need to just go have a drink or I need to go smoke some weed and, and, uh, I don't do that. So it's kind of, it's interesting, right? And searching for uh, connection in, in people, you know, just trying to find relationships. So I've been in some pretty interesting relationships um, since my sobriety has started um, because as people know when you first sober up you're a bit of a mess and as you as you progress through your sobriety you realize how big of a mess you actually are so you sort of um, attract a certain type of type of person in your life you know they happen to be a little messy too so I remember there's this one girl who I was dating. Um, in hindsight, you know, I'm sure she was pretty nice, but has some issues. But uh, so, anyways, we had gone out one night. It was me and a couple of friends, and and her, and we went to some nightclub, and nobody liked this nightclub. It was fucking jacked up. It was pretty junky, but she loved it there, right? Like that was her little home away from home. Um, so we all were just kind of hanging out. And and uh, my friends and myself had decided, like, hey, let's get out of here. Let's go find a little classier joint. You know, let's find somewhere that we all enjoy. So I tell her that, and she she did not want to go. Like that was her spot. I don't know. Maybe she was she was waiting for a boy there or something. I don't I don't know. So we just said, all right then. Well, you stay because I don't I don't play that shit. I'm, you know, it's kind of a group thing. We all went out together. We all just go you know what I mean like if, if it's the group conscious that we leave then we leave she was not down for that 
so we just kind of vamoosed, you know what I mean? We we fucking took off, and she was okay with it at, at first, but I think she realized um, that maybe that was the money that was leaving, or or she didn't want to leave. Trust me, it was not that her, her friends were leaving and her partner was leaving. It was not that, as you'll see a little bit later. <laughs> but... Whatever, whatever the reason was, I think she realized we were about, I don't know, a block and a half away. And then out of the fucking blue, I was walking with my friend. And out of the blue, I get like cross-checked, like like hockey cross-checked into, into this building. And I'm being screamed at, you motherfucker this and you motherfucker that. Why are you leaving me? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like a thing. And I remember being like, what the fuck? Um, so I said, hey, okay, like what's going on, right? Like. And um, she she was talking about how I was a fucking piece of shit and this and that and how could I leave her? I said okay okay like here just chill out okay so maybe maybe you've had too much to drink like maybe I'll just let let's just get you home let, like let me put you in a cab we'll send you home and I was talking to her I was, I was super cool and like calm about it no thing you know like whatever right um. She didn't want to go alone, and it was a thing. So I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll hop in a cab with you. I will bring you back to your apartment. It's all good. And then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to meet up with my friends, and we're just going to continue our night. It was only like fucking 11 or something like that. And, you know, I was, I was pretty young. So she says, okay. Um, anyways, we, we hop into this cab, and we go back um, up to her place. And she didn't want to get out of the cab, and I fucking... She didn't want to get out without me. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay. I told the cabbie, I said, just hold up a minute. I'm just going to walk her up to the apartment. He says, well, you got to pay me up until now. So I said, okay. That's fine. I'll pay you up until now. Paid him up. Um, We go. And the second that we fucking reached those goddamn doors, he peeled off. So I'm thinking, like, I'm not going to get another cab for, like, an hour. I was kind of joked. But... Whatever, we go up to her apartment, and um, she just goes, it's like she switched, man, like, like back to, like, this this mentally unstable person, right? And she's screaming, she's yelling, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm not fucking dealing with this, right? And, and like, in this moment, I wish that I had a fucking drink, right? Because she's stressing me out, and she's, like, shoving me, and, and I'm newly sober and I'm trying to keep my shit together because I don't want to fucking go back to jail so I'm thinking okay how can I get out of this situation without you know without cuffing this girl to be quite honest right and she's on the second story of this apartment building so I, I was thinking okay I'm gonna fucking dash I'm gonna fucking run to the patio and I'm just gonna I'll jump off Right? That'll be my exit. This is my exit plan, right? Because it was so fucked up. And it was like in this hallway and I couldn't get past her. She wouldn't let me past her. And if I put my hands on her, then it would be a thing, right? And I I know better. Um, I know better than that, right? So here I go. She's She was quick, by the way. Okay? A lot quicker than me, it seems. Because I made it to the door. I couldn't get the door open. Um, by the time I got the door open, she was there. So it was a thing. Um, and then there was fucking tears and this and that. So I'm like, oh my God. Like, 
And then I remember, man, like, she got so worked up, like, so fucking jazzed up that she literally took two fistfuls of her hair and just tore it out. Like, two, like, fistfuls of her hair and she just tore it out. And I was like, that was the moment, you know, that was that kind of, like, that was the definite defining moment of this whole dispute argument thing that I was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is just so fucked up. So I like had to, I had to stop her. I said, yo, like, okay, you need to chill because this is not a safe place for you to be at. Like if you, if you're upset that much that you're pulling out your hair, like this is not okay. Like I'm, I'm, not credible enough as as a psychologist or fucking anything like that. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on in your head. I have no idea. I don't want to know, but I do know that you do need some help, and I cannot provide that for you, right? So I was very stern. I was very real. This is not cool. You can't do that. It's like self mutilation or or whatever it is. It's it's not cool. Um. So I talked to her. Um. Anyways, I ended up staying for probably an additional hour after that um i never went back out with my friends i just fucking i just boogied out of there uh later i I hung around for a bit calmed her down and then i just then i just left you know i was just like fuck this shit and i left and i and i thought to myself i was leaving i was like i was i was kind of proud of myself that i kept it together and i didn't fuck her up but, um, I also thought, like, like, damn, like, she has some serious issues, right? Like, this is probably not, you're at a point, Dev, where you are trying to fix your life and you're trying to navigate your own bullshit. Do you really need somebody who has that much baggage and bullshit, um, to prevent you maybe from, you know, reaching the type of person that you should be? And the answer to myself was no. Like, obviously, I wanted to uh, progress, and I didn't. I I don't need that, right? But, but, I, I'm an addict, right? So, I, I stayed in a relationship with her after that. I swear to God, I'm not the most brilliant um, human being on earth. I'm not the brightest bulb. I I continued to date her. In fact, I moved in with her. <laughs> and it just turned into another thing later on way down the road um she had a couple more issues and a couple more outbursts and then it was just to the point where that was that i had to i had to shut it down before it got weird and yeah like these are just like instances like where i don't know what the fucking test is or what i'm supposed to walk away what kind of knowledge i'm supposed to walk away with but Man, I wish I had some weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> in hindsight, I'm glad that I didn't. You know, I feel proud of myself and um, that I've been able to maintain this sort of sense of sobriety um, since then. But, yeah, man, like, that was that was one instance. And then, like, uh, since then, that was when I was uh, I was single and I had no kids, right? So things obviously changed quite a bit. New relationships, new new friendships, new perspectives, new lives, right? And I remember I was catching this flight. And where the hell was I going? I think I was going to Denmark. So I was catching this flight. And it was oh yeah, I was going to Denmark for sure. So this was my first flight 
with um, with my daughter. Okay, so my firstborn daughter, um, and we are like I'm nervous, right? I'm like hella nervous because if anything happens, it's like she's like holding my responsibility now, right? Like I don't have anybody else to rely on. It's not like there's no babysitter. There's no you know her mom's not there. Um, stepmom's not there. It's just her and I, okay? And she's relying on me and I'm I'm there. I'm her comfort, I'm her I'm her security, I am everything, right? And this is several years down the road. So like um since I first sobered up. So it was interesting, right? And so we get onto this plane, right? And we're we're flying into shit, Amsterdam and then transfer flights over to uh, Denmark but anyways so we get on the plane and you know I have my seat and I believe I was in the was I in the K's or something like that it was like K18 or some fucking thing All right, something like that and my daughter and myself our seats are right next to each other okay it was set up that way there's no you know she's a child she's a young girl and and I'm her provider, you know, I'm there, I'm, I'm her person. And there's some dude sitting on our seat, and he's not from Canada, I, I believe he was from India. Um, and he's sitting there next to, I guess, his friend or somebody else from India, right? And he's in my seat. So there's my seat, and then there's my daughter's seat. So there's some woman, my seat, and then my daughter's seat. So that's how it kind of... So I kind of set up, and he was in my seat. And I said, hey, like, excuse me, I think you're in my seat. And he says, he basically pretends that he doesn't speak English, right? So I'm like, okay, all right, like, how can I, how can I do this? How can I make this easier, you know? I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like to make things easier for immigrants and, and for people who aren't necessarily, who aren't from Canada, right? Like, I'll explain it a little differently. I don't speak any Hindi or anything like that, so I will try. So I said, you know, again, excuse me, um, this is my seat, and I'm pointing, and I'm trying to, like, use hand gestures, and he shows me his ticket, and he's in uh, some fucking different row, P's or some goddamn thing, and said, your seat is, like, there, and this is my seat. And he says, no, like, no, basically, no, it's okay, I'll sit here. And, you know, she, your daughter can sit over across the aisle. And I said, like, like, dude, like, you're missing the fucking point. And at this point, like, I'm kind of getting frustrated, right? And I, I, I probably, like, should have got a stewardess or a, or a, steward, or a flight attendant by this point, but I, I didn't because I'm kind of stubborn. So I said, like, listen, man, right? I'm getting very stirred. Like, listen, man, like, your fucking seat is over there. And I started cursing a little bit. I said, your fucking seat is back there, okay? You get up and you move. This is my seat. You go, okay? Like, this shit's mine. I'm not fucking separating from my daughter so you can talk to your friend in the flight, if you want to get up and stretch your legs, or if your friend wants to get up and stretch your legs, and you guys can chat, then fucking do that. But right now, like, this is not how this is working, okay? And I'm there, and I'm with my daughter, 
and I'm trying to like keep it together, right? I'm trying not to choke this dude for, for being so fucking ignorant, right? So, anyways, I'm trying to keep it together. I say, excuse me, can you please move over there then, okay? Can you just get the fuck up and just move? He's, oh, acting like he doesn't really understand what I'm saying. Like, he knows that I'm getting fucking mad, right? Like, it's visible. Like, I, I feel like anger is one of those things that kind of transcends uh, cultural uh, difference or geologically. You know, you, you know when somebody's mad. So, I just, I had to, I had to flag a flight attendant. I said, excuse me, like, <laughs> he doesn't understand that his seat is back there, and this is my seat, and this is my daughter, and we're trying to sit here. And there's people, like, lined up behind me, and, and I'm kind of like, I'm pretty agitated, and if I was um, drunk or on drugs at the time, then I probably would have taken it too far, and I would have been in jail, and my daughter would have been... Um, with customs and then her mom would have come and picked her up and it would have been a fucking thing so thankfully at that point I didn't use drugs and I wasn't drunk and and blah 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 but needless to say that's kind of like how that went and it was an interesting interesting flight like I learned like a lot about my daughter during that flight like she's super chill and she's very calm and because it, it was a quite a long flight and it worked out, and I feel as though I'm glad that it was with her because, like, a lot of the time I would get nervous. Like, I get nervous on flights, right? Like, I think that they're just going to fall out of the sky or whatever. But I'd have to look at her and be her strength in that moment. And, um, yeah, it was just, it turned out it was very fun. It was very fun, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that I was sober and I'm glad that I still am. Because it... It, uh... It makes my life a lot easier, a lot simpler. You know, I'm not I'm not going to jail. And I'm not disappointing people. I'm not uh, disappointing myself. Um, most of all. So, anyways. That was another episode of Brain Porn. It's been awesome chatting with you guys. You can reach me on my Instagram at BrainPorn. That's B-R-A-I-N-P-9-R-N. They wouldn't let me say porn. And also on our email at BrainPornPodcast at gmail.com. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Hope to hear from you soon.